The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, does life happen? I mean, you know, you can have all of these plans and you can have all these dreams and you, you try to live by them, but does something come out of left field every now and then? All the time it comes out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a tree fall and damage, uh, you know, some property recently, mm-hmm. over the weekend, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not that I needed to deal with that, you know, because... <laughs> right. I'm I'm in the middle of dealing with a car wreck, uh, you know, not from months ago. From months ago, from December the twelfth, <laughs> as a matter of fact, right. and we're this close to getting it wrapped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, eight months later. Yeah. So yeah, life happens all the time, and and you know you 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 almost you have to be prepared in a way that you can just roll with the punches yeah. that are dealt. Yeah. Yeah, because if you if you didn't, then you'd be so bent out of shape every day that it, it just wouldn't be worth living with I, you. I mean, we know people, we know people, mm-hmm. and from time to time, I guess I tend to be one of these people. And that is, I've got a plan for today, and dude, don't mm-hmm. don't, don't don't mess with my plan. Right. You know, I, I want to save a certain amount of money. I want to see a certain number mm-hmm. of people. I want to make a certain number of phone calls. I want to go to this meeting. I want to be able to have lunch with this person. I want my children to make these grades. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I want those bills paid. I've yeah. got all these things. Uh-huh. And then something happens. Right. And if you're really uptight about that and OCD mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, you may not be happy sometimes. In fact, a lot of the time. Because how often does your day actually work out like that? Where you get everything done on your list? Not very Not often. very often. And, and I almost think that it's, it's probably uh, you're well suited to go into uh, any situation or any day expecting that something's going to happen that is unexpected. Perfect. I, I think that's great mm-hmm. advice. You know, I think you do need to have Mm -hmm. a framework for your day. Right. I think you need to, you know, I'm going to do work this many hours and I'm going to exercise this and I'm going to eat like this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay that. And, you you know, what get 70, 80 percent of that done. Right. Count that as a success. I I think if you get 60 percent of it done, it's a success, right? Yeah. Because. And if you get 100 or 110 percent of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then you're a rock star that day, and and quite actually, every t- every now and then that happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know you get to three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon, you've checked off everything on your mm-hmm. list, and you're like, oh, maybe I can rest, or yeah. maybe is there something else I can get done today? Yeah, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're right. I just need to count on it. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have a flat tire. Yeah, the car's not gonna start. The battery's not gonna work. 
the kid's not going to score very well on the spelling test, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And you got to be able to roll with that. Now, this adulting thing with our finances, which is what we're supposed to be talking about here at the advisors' roundtable most of the time, I think there are two or three things we need to um, have in place to help us with that, kind of as a safety net when mm-hmm. life happens. We talked about having an emergency fund, right? That gives you a little bit of breathing room and less stress mm-hmm. when you have the wreck. Yeah. When the transmission doesn't work and when the, the, the tire's flat, whatever. And you need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, number one, with all of life that ha- uh, you know, as it happens. As, so, a personal experience. You know, we just talked about this wreck that, uh, mm. that my wife was sideswiped by an 18-wheeler. Mm. Um, luckily, everybody was uh, safe, I, I guess, uh, relatively. You know, right. could have been much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in dealing with that, there were a couple of insurance companies involved. Nobody wanted to take the, you know, the, the responsibility to, to pay or whatever. And I was I, in my lane, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Kimberly said? Kim, Kimberly was in her lane, yeah. And the 18-wheeler came over into her lane and, and, and hit her, which was caused by another car hitting the 18-wheeler. So I'd say it, one of those two guys. But I yeah. was in my lane. Right. Right, okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, you had to get a rental car. Mm-hmm which we were out of pocket for Mm. and have been out of pocket for seven months now or, you know, because her car had to get repaired. Mm. Um, There was a deductible that had to be met at the body shop. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're talking about $4,000 worth of rental car and deductible and that sort of thing uh, that we had to cover out of our pocket. And had we not had the the safety net, safety fund, you know, emergency Mm -hmm. fund, uh, I wonder what other people would have done in that situation. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you're going to get reimbursed for some of this. Right. But you had to have the outlay. But it's seven months later, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it, it's tough. Uh, and even if, you know, the insurance company was going to cover some things from, from day one, uh, it, you having cash, hmm gives you a, a little extra bargaining power. It does. You're probably going to get a nicer rental car. You know, mm-hmm. There's so many different things that are on your side there right. uh, with having the cash and the the reduction in stress. Mm-hmm. Just to know, hey, I, I'm going to negotiate this later on. I'm going to get it. But right now, I'm going to make sure that my wife and daughter are safe and, and we're in mm-hmm. something that we can use. And let's write the check, move on, and we'll deal with right. that later. If you don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So number then one, then what are you doing? You're scrambling for a vehicle, uh, you know, uh, scrambling to get things repaired. Yeah. Can you uh, go to work? Can yeah. you take your kids to school? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of issues there, and having a little bit of a safety net mm-hmm. helps. So your safety net number one is made up of some savings, right? Right. The other thing is your safety net is 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 possible because you're psychologically prepared. Mm-hmm. As you said, you go into every day expecting something to yeah. come out of left field. Mm-hmm. Do you, you don't take it personally when something comes out of left field. No, I don't. It just is. Yeah. It's life. Mm-hmm. Circumstance of life. Being an adult, knowing it's going to happen. You got enough experience as an adult, you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You expect it. And when you expect something like that, you're not as defensive about it and mm-hmm. mad about it and stressed about it. 
what I want to do is on the show today, talk about some of the options you have when life comes out of left field mm-hmm. at you and life happens. And what's this thing about borrowing from my 401k okay. and hardships and can I take a withdrawal mm-hmm. without paying penalties? We're going to talk about that and the technicality of it if you don't have any other savings any other place. From the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Thank you for uh, being there and joining us at the Advisors Roundtable. Cooley and Labus with you here, certified financial planners, to talk about all things financial. And uh, we're doing it here on Supertop Radio. Today we're talking about life coming at you. And yes, it is ideal that you have some emergency savings. And those emergency savings don't need to be tied up. They need to be liquid. They don't need to be in an IRA. You need to have an IRA or a 401k. But this is additional stuff. But what if you don't? You know? What if you haven't been able to get there? Mm-hmm. Maybe your your spouse left you, or your spouse won't help you, or you got a house full of kids, or mm-hmm. you can't keep the, the job that really would pay very well, and, and there you are, the circumstances of life hit you uh, out of left field, and you need some money mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, you know, you kind of feel forced to withdraw money sometimes from your 401k or IRA. Have you seen people like that, Bob? Especially when the collection agents are calling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. When the bills keep Mm -hmm. coming, they won't leave you alone and you need a little relief. Well, according to bankrate.com, a survey that was released at the end of last year. Okay. So within the last six months, Mm -hmm. 17% of baby boomers used their 401k plan or other emergency or retirement savings like IRAs. So baby boomers are those born between 1945 uh, and 1964. And 64. That's right. Yep. Right, 4664. It's easy to remember that because they kind of transposition yep. numbers. All right, so 17% of them, okay. almost one in five, yep. had to use their retirement savings for emergency expenses last year. Okay. Okay. Now, if you were born in 1946, that means you're over 70 years old, mm-hmm. okay? If you're born in 1964, you're getting close to 50. Right. All right? So people who are in their 50s and 60s and early 70s mm-hmm. are these baby boomers. And about one in five of them had to use their retirement mm-hmm. savings for some kind of emergency last year. Does that sound reasonable to you that one in five people would have had life happen to them? Maybe in an unplanned way? I guess judging on the statistics there, it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, let's say that you didn't have any emergency savings Mm -hmm. left. You know, like cash in the bank or cash in your pocket, uh, savings account, Mm -hmm. checking account, that sort of thing. And you're scrambling looking for money to pay bills. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got some options. Now, first thing I want to counsel people about is uh, there are two different expenses related to taking money out of your 401k or IRA Yep. if you're under 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. What are those two expenses? All right. So number one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about tax. Mm-hmm. So anytime you take money from an IRA, a 401k, a tax qualified mm-hmm. plan, mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be tax that's owed. How much? 
whatever your ordinary income tax rate is. So Daddy Warbucks, Phil Womack, who is our executive mm-hmm. producer who has these millions and millions of dollars, he's, he's going to he's gonna pay 35%, maybe a little more. So if he takes out $10,000. Mm-hmm. He's going to pay 3500 in tax and net himself about 6500 Okay. But what if he's under 59 and a half? If he's under 59 and a half, then he's got another penalty that he has to pay as well. And that penalty is 10%. 10% of the 10000 10% of the 10000 So that's another 1000 So that's another 1000 So that $10,000 distribution that he did uh, in this case, because he was under age 59 and a half, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to wind up with about $5,500. Okay. That's almost half. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's an, an extreme scenario. He, uh, maybe he's not in a high tax bracket. Well, if he's in the 15% tax bracket. If he's in the 15% tax bracket, then he's got basically 2500 or 25% that comes out of that, uh, that $10,000 distribution. Because he had the 15% tax and right. the 10% penalty because he's under 59 and a half. Correct. Now, if he's not under 59 and a half, if he's mm-hmm. a little older, if he's 65 years old, yep. He doesn't have the 10%? Doesn't have the 10% penalty. But he still... Still owes the tax. Okay. You That's always owe the tax. Taking money You may out. or may not owe the penalty, depending on your age. All right. And depending on a couple of exceptions. There actually, are some. Yeah. Actually, With every rule, it seems like there's always exceptions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... That's the way the IRS mm-hmm. rules work, and that's the reason that the tax code is so mm-hmm. doggone thick, yeah. because they give you a rule, and they'll say, but here's an exception. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about two or three of the exceptions to that 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Yeah. All right. What if you use, you're use you using the money for education? Well, you're using the money mm-hmm. for education, and you know the rules, and your CPA helps you keep mm-hmm. up with it, or your financial advisor, mm-hmm. or your bank, or whatever. You now, is that education for you or education for children or a dependent? Education for anybody in your household that's included on your tax return. Okay. All right. So you have this penalty free, but still taxable. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again. And you said it a yep. second ago. It could be penalty free. Right. But you're still going to owe the tax. You still owe the tax. Always owe the tax. You always owe the tax. Nobody's getting out of paying the tax. That's right. Warren Buffett doesn't get out of paying Mm -hmm. the tax. You're going to pay the tax. Sure. Okay? So one of them is for higher education expenses. And you got to know the rules. It includes books and fees and tuition. May or may not include room and board, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You 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 need to know that. All right? the other thing is first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. So if it's a first-time home purchase and you're under 59 and a half, up to $10,000 you can take out of your IRA or 401k penalty for it. Yep. But you still owe the tax. Still owe the tax. We're going to continue to say that. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting out of this tax. And, and one of the reasons that we continue to remind you of that is do we have an aversion to paying tax? I mean, Grandma almost taught, taught us like it was a boa constrictor. From, from, I think, the time that you were born, it's drilled into your head that you should never want to pay tax or never need to pay tax or want to pay as little tax as possible. So, yeah, there's an absolute aversion to paying tax. But you and I are a little weird. We are, yeah. Because I'd like to owe them a, a million dollars next mm-hmm. year. And there may be people driving down the highway that just had a wreck, and I yeah. apologize to you. Yeah. 
But if you owe a million dollars, it made, means that you made four. Yeah, here right? you go. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll give you a million if you'll give me four. That's right. Uh, I'll make mm-hmm. that deal any day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, many times the more tax I owe, there's an indication mm-hmm. I made more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me, I don't want to work none of that overtime because the government takes all of it. Yeah. No, they don't. You think they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like they do because you might have inched up into another tax bracket. Right. But now when Phil inches up into another tax bracket, does that, does that mean, let's say he goes from the 15 to the 18% bracket, does that mean he's now paying 18% on everything he made last year? Only on the amount above uh, the, the limit the or 15 the, the, the 15% bracket. bracket. He's, so the, he's always paying mm-hmm. 15% on that amount. Mm-hmm. And then he'll pay 18% up to whatever Another in certain that, amount. Yeah. In that mm-hmm. tier. So he's paying 15% mm-hmm. on the majority. Right. And he inched up into 18, mm-hmm. so he only pays 18 on that. And then he'll continue to make more money, hopefully, because he's right. Daddy Warbucks and he's smart and he understands money. And he'll go through mm-hmm. that tier at 18% for that. That's amount. right. And then he'll go up into 21 for mm-hmm. a little bit and stay in that tier mm-hmm. for a while until he gets up into the next one, right? That's right. So a lot of people, they think, oh, man, I went up into another tax bracket. I'm going to owe an extra 3% on everything. Mm-hmm. You don't. Right, so, so we want to make that clear. And don't be afraid of it like it's a cotton mouth. That's right. You know, there are some rules associated with it. But on the other hand, there are rules of the road. Are you afraid to drive? I'm not. Okay? I'm afraid of other drivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about ways that you can do some penalty-free withdrawing mm-hmm. from your retirement accounts. And we've talked about education, okay? We talked about first-time homebuyers. We talked about first-time homebuyers. Why would a first-time homebuyer do that? Uh, good question. You know, um, maybe they have done a great job of, of saving uh, money, mm-hmm. um, and they've got a, a down payment, but for whatever reason, they don't have enough of a down payment. Okay. And they need a little bit more just to get them over that hump, right? Okay. In order to get into a home. I don't know that it's necessarily that I would uh, give a, a blanket recommendation for, but I think in very, very specific instances, mm-hmm. it would be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the majority of the time, I would say that most individuals don't need to take distributions from their retirement plan to put a down payment on a home. Right. And I also want to say this about first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean really your first time to buy a house? No, it doesn't. I'm reading from the IRS code. It says, for purposes of the IRS, it is your first time home if you have not had had interest, uh, ownership interest in a home for the past two years. Right. So conceivably, every two or three years, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just like edu- the education 10% exclusion mm-hmm. thing we just talked about, uh, you can tap this option for the benefit of family members, children, parents, mm-hmm. yourself. That sort of thing. All right. So 10% possibly be waived for home mm-hmm. and also for education. Now let's get to this one. Medical expenses. All right. Now, if you incur unreimbursed medical expenses that are greater than 10% of your AGI, all right, you may qualify there mm-hmm. uh, from an IRA and from a 401k, it uh, is 7.5%. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to break and come back and talk about how to calculate that. Okay. And do you qualify for that exclusion from the Advisors Roundtable 
On Super Talk, the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, we've been talking about making withdrawals because life happens from your retirement account. Maybe your uh, emergency savings have been depleted or they're non existent, and so you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, Bill collectors at the door. So uh, if you take money out of an IRA or a 401k, mm-hmm. you're going to owe tax every time. But there may be an exception to the 10% penalty that is there for people under 59 and a half. And we've talked about those exceptions. We've talked about education. We've talked about first-time home buyer and medical expenses. Mm-hmm. So let's let, just, just stop on this medical expense thing. What is AGI? Yeah. Because you, you mentioned something about that and being 10% or 7.5. Yeah. Adjusted gross mm-hmm. income. So if you've ever looked at, a lot of people never even mm-hmm. looked at it, but if you've ever looked at your 1040, which yeah. is the uh, basic tax return for the individual mm-hmm. uh, in America, the, at the bottom of the first page. Yep. So you put in all your information mm-hmm. and all the social security numbers of your dependents and any contributions you put in retirement accounts and certain deductions and blah, 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 and all the income sources you had, and you stick all that on there. And then at the bottom of the first page, it's the adjusted mm-hmm. gross income. That's AGI. So I go back to these unreimbursed... Not to be confused with modified adjusted gross Ooh, income. that's yeah, exactly that, yeah. right. Maybe yeah. we'll get into that another day. Yeah, I think we made somebody's yeah. eyes glaze yeah. over when we were talking about it. It's almost like yeah. uh, talking about algebra and talking about mm-hmm. exponents yeah. and all that sort of stuff and coefficients, mm-hmm. and, and they, they shut down. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about taxes here and uh, medical expenses. And, you know, hey... Medical expenses are expensive. They are. Yeah. You know, you have a heart issue. Mm-hmm. You have to have a joint replaced. You know, lungs, COVID, whatever, it can add up. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully you have good insurance. Maybe you don't have any. Right. So you get these bills in for $10,000, and dollars mm-hmm. $50,000. Throw in an ambulance ride every now yeah. and then. And if you don't have coverage for that, then, you know, here comes the collection. I hope agency. you don't need a helicopter ride. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So if you incur unreimbursed medical expenses, in other words, they put that word unreimbursed mm-hmm. in there because they don't want you sending in all the gross bills you get in. Because yeah. you go, if you have coverage. Mm-hmm. Insurance is going to pay a, a vast portion of that. It's going to be reimbursed. Mm-hmm. So anything that's left net, unreimbursed medical ex- expenses that are greater than 10% of mm-hmm. that adjusted gross income off of your, your 1040 last year. And, and if you have those in a year, mm-hmm. in one calendar year, so you add up all these unreimbursed medical expenses, your deductibles and your co-pays and your out-of-pocket, you may be able uh, to pay for them out of your IRA with out a penalty now that's from an ira yeah and all of that wording is the exact same except for it's 7.5 uh percent uh related to taking the money out of a 401k mm-hmm. all right so right, so let's let's talk about a real life scenario though mm-hmm. how how would that actually occur or happen mm-hmm. let's say that uh that there is a car accident right and you have that car accident in february mm-hmm 
and uh, and you've got a family deductible mm-hmm. of five thousand seventy five hundred whatever the dollar amount is, mm-hmm. and you've got income of about fifty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. Maybe you've got income of a hundred thousand dollars, but because you're not working because of this accident, mm-hmm. right? Then mm-hmm. your income goes down. Mm-hmm. And very easily, that deductible deductible amount that would not be reimbursed, Mm-mm. right, Mm-mm. could exceed that seven and a half or ten percent uh, number of your AGI. Yeah, because your AGI last year was say fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, what's over five thousand? Right, ten percent. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take it out of your right. IRA, if mm-hmm. you, that that's the source that you're looking at. If you got a four hundred one k, it it only has to be seven point five percent. Right. So 7.5% of $50,000 is $3,700. So it's one of the other reasons we encourage people to participate in their 401k. Right. If you have life happen, the threshold is lower Mm -hmm. for taking money out of your 401k than it is out of your IRA. Another one. What if the court tells you you got to pay an expense? Let's say the court says that you've got to provide funds to a divorced spouse or for children mm-hmm. or, or for dependents, all right? If you've got a court order and you've got to call up your HR people and say, mm-hmm. man, I need $20,000 out of my yeah. 401k, you may get out of the 10% penalty yeah. if you've got a court order. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't say, my wife just says she wants $10,000. Now, it's, uh, it's possible as well. So you brought up uh, court orders and divorces and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, there, there's one thing called a, a quadro, Q-R-D-O, which is a Qualified Domestic Relations Order. And these uh, occur many times uh, in the case of a divorce uh, or, or separation uh, where you can um, take a distribution from your 401k or retirement account mm-hmm. and place it into the name of your uh, your spouse, you know, that, that you're divorcing. Mm-hmm. And there wouldn't be any tax or penalty because you're moving it from one account to another account. Mm-hmm. But if that spouse then took it, then they're going to be subject to all the tax and penalty. Somebody's going to pay the tax. In this case, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have transferred money. From one retirement account to, to another. another retirement account. Because let's say that, you know, you have a one of the spouses doesn't make as much mm-hmm. as the other one, you know. Yeah. Your wife's a drug dealer, and you work over at the grocery store. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you guys get a divorce, and you tell the judge, hey, man. I need to be kept in the lifestyle <laughs> I've become accustomed to. You know yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the judge said, well, within reason, yeah. uh, you know, you were kind of uh, relying on the fact that one of these days there's going to be a retirement account mm-hmm. there and her 401k right. to help take care of the family. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a portion of that, maybe up to half, could be awarded yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's awarded correctly, you can set up your own retirement account and no penalties and taxes. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of these days, as you said, when you start tapping that thing, which is what we usually see. Yeah. We see, you know, the real insistence that the, the, the spouse mm-hmm. who's moving this money over there really treats me right. Yeah. But as soon as it gets over here, then I go by the, the truck. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I don't see truck on here as one of the exceptions. Now, and while we're on this uh, topic <laughs> of divorce here, right? I don't know if I want to say this or not, but if you really want to be devious about it, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and just get that final uh, little nudge in on mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Let's say that uh, that o- over the course of your marriage, you have acquired, you know, cars, homes, mm-hmm. uh, antiques, furniture, yeah. and and you know, you've got IRAs or four hundred one ks and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got a, a vacation property or something somewhere, mm-hmm. and you've got to come up with a big chunk of money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. From a tax perspective, I would rather give the IRA dollars to her, to the spouse, (laughs) right? She's going to pay tax. She's going to pay tax on it one day. And you'll take the vacation home. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and I'll say, I'll take the vacation home. I'll take the cars. I'll take the regular house. I'll take, you know, all this other stuff. Keep your 401k, baby. Yeah. You keep your 401k and I'll just make everything up to you out of this 401k. Yeah. And I'm sure your attorney told you that too, right? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, And sometimes that probably could be part of the strategy. Here's another exception to the, um, the 10% penalty. A thing called series of substantial equal payments. This is one that I like, and and um, and I like it for a number of reasons. Um, in essence, the IRS knows that there are certain um, certain careers, right, mm. that have age limits on them, um, and it used to be uh, pilots were one of them, oh, airline yeah. pilots, right. The, the, they didn't want 80-year-old guys with a little bit of a tremor flying. Yeah, flying, and, yeah. you know, hundreds of people all across the globe. In the 747. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they, you know, some cases had mandatory retirements, which were under age 59 and a half, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in this case, um, it, uh, this rule, 72T, allows or affords an individual the opportunity to take distributions out of their account before they're age 59 and a half without the penalty. Okay. You're always going to owe the tax, right? Yeah. But it's uh, penalty-free, but you have to meet some, some requirements. Okay. So these are the requirements. Uh, you do a calculation, and you figure out what equal and, and uh, periodic payments are going to be. Mm-hmm. And let's say that those payments are going to be $1,000 a month, okay. of which you're going to owe tax on. And you've got to continue taking those payments every month until you reach age 59 and a half oh. or five years, whichever whichever is the longest. So if you start at age 58 taking periodic payments, mm-hmm. you've got to continue those for another five years beyond the 59 and a half. Okay. If you start at age 50 mm-hmm. taking uh, periodic payments, you've got to do those for nine and a half years until you can stop. Right. Otherwise, they go back and they recalculate all the distributions and charge you the tax on all of it, the penalty on all of it. Yeah, yeah. But for somebody who retires early, mm-hmm. this is a way for them to kind of have a pension right. out of their 401k mm-hmm. and save 10% penalty. Right. I have also seen uh, the ability to split an IRA or a 401k uh, and take periodic payments from one account and leave the other one alone. Okay. So if you, if you're looking at it from that, and let's say that you've got 400,000 and you want to take a hundred thousand of it and segregate it so that you can take payments for five years, Mm -hmm. uh, then you can do that and then leave the other 300,000 alone uh, in another IRA account. Yeah. 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 That's an advanced planning uh, option, but it may be something that somebody is, uh, is interested in one day. 
We're going to take this last break here at the Advisors Roundtable on this show. See you on the other side of the break on Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. So now here is the benefit of hanging in for the whole show. Yep. All right. Earlier in the show, we told you that every time you took money out of your 401k or your IRA, you're going to owe tax. Mm-hmm. But because you stayed around for the last segment, I'm going to tell you ways you can do it and not owe the tax or the penalty. Okay. All right. And, and it has nothing to do with lying to the IRS. Mm-hmm. All right. It's called a short-term loan. Okay. All right. Now, let's start with IRAs. You can take money short-term mm-hmm. out of your IRA and not pay the tax or the penalty if you put it back. Within okay? 60 days, Within right? Within 60 days. All right, so let's talk about the practicality of that. Let's say that, you know, you're like Bubba Labus. You had a wreck, and you need money here for just a little while to get the rental car mm-hmm. and pay the, the, the deductible and, and, and talk to the body man you want to talk to and the insurance company's being a little slow and you need to get this done and, you know, you, you need your car back. And you're going to get it back with maybe a month or two. You can take the money out of your IRA. Yeah. And when you get your money back from the insurance company, turn, it, turn around and put mm-hmm. it back in there. Now, that's a good exception. But it's putting a whole lot of faith in the insurance company. Yeah. Or or in the body me- mechanic who's fixing your car. Uh, yep. And we you know, we started the show talking about what what things can go wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. 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 It's worth a shot at least. Mm-hmm. Now, Let's say it takes 80 days for you to get your money back. And you come knocking back to the IRA mm-hmm. uh, custodian and say, I want to put my money back. They're going to have to say, uh-uh. Yeah, too late. Too late. But you took a chance. Mm-hmm. But there are other reasons that you may need the money for only 60 days. Right. You know, you mm-hmm. and your brother-in-law are in on this pontoon boat. And yeah. he thinks he's got it sold over in Arkansas. But, you know, you you got to pay it off mm-hmm. before that guy over there wants to, you know. And so you need a little money now. But, you know, and, and a lot of this is betting on the come, betting mm-hmm. on it coming down the, the pipe. Right. Right. But that's an exception that some people could use. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm reluctant to get into this uh, mm-hmm. today because we've been talking about IRAs and 401ks. Mm-hmm. Roth accounts mm-hmm. still uh, are subject to the 10% early withdrawal penalty, even though there wouldn't be a tax associated with it. Okay. All right. But you can get your principal out of the Roth anytime, pri- anytime prior to age 59. That's and your a half. money. That's right. So let's say, for instance, that over two years you have put in $10,000 into a Roth account and it's grown to $12,000. Okay. Uh, really, at any time that you have this account, you can go back and you can get your $10,000 out of that Roth. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to be real careful and make sure that you've kept up with the cost basis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you made contributions, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Did you uh, put the money in and is it not the, mm-hmm. the gain part and all that yeah. stuff? But you are allowed to take uh, money out of your Roth, the money that you have contributed to that Roth mm-hmm. prior to age 59 and a half without a penalty. Right. And because life happens... Mm-hmm. People need to know that. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. It also makes 
Roth's one of the first accounts yep. outside of your 401k mm-hmm. that Bubba Labus talks to you about. Right. If you can qualify to put money yep. in a Roth, mm-hmm. it really is a flexible account for you to stick money in. That's right. Because sometimes, yes, people have circumstances of life happen, but sometimes it can actually be a quasi-additional savings mm-hmm. account because your money's always yours, penalty and tax-free. Yep. Um, it can be an account that you could use to help with college expenses mm-hmm. for your kids. Um, you have the motor blow up in your car. Yeah, it's it's a place you can go back and get the money. Now, ideally, we're not going to do this, mm-hmm. right? We'd rather not do it. Well, ideally, you've got a, a savings account or an emergency fund that you would tap into mm-hmm. first. Yep, exactly. But life happens. Life does happen, and. I just feel like about every 10 or 12 shows, Greg and Bubba need to come off a little softer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times we're on the show here and, and you know, you, you need to do this and these mm-hmm. are the eight rules of money and, and you need mm-hmm. to follow through and these are the five rules of interpersonal skills and, 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 and we got all these rules and regulations and IRS code and, and sometimes we just need to yeah. say, hey man. He's up a little bit there, Jack. <laughs> we just need to ease up yeah. and we need to understand we're not all perfect. Mm-hmm. And life is not all perfect for any of us. We need to get up most mornings expecting something unexpected to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't spend much time yet on this loan from a 401k. Yep. And the reason being is it may not be available to you. And there are some people driving down the highway and say, doggone it, if it's a law, it better be available mm-hmm. to me. Well, let me, let me slow down. Your employer, when your employer puts together your 401k plan, mm-hmm. has a little flexibility, right? That They do. Yep, they have flexibility on the design and implementation of that plan. Okay. Which means that they may or may not allow for loans in the plan. They may or may not allow for hardship distributions. Now, the majority of uh, plans out there allow for those hardship distributions. Okay. Uh, But there might be an old crusty 401k out there that hasn't been updated in years, and and it may not allow for loans or hardship distributions or anything. It's a retirement account. That's right. And you better use it for retirement Mm -hmm. or die. Right. Yep. (laughs) All right. Uh, Or get fired or change employers Mm -hmm. or whatever. The law says that that money can be available to you at those times. But when you're on the payroll, there are certain um, of of these uh, possibilities uh, that can exist in some plans Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily exist in all. So let's talk about two or three of the flexible things that employers have. Number one is loans. Yep. Now, why would a, 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 an employer not allow you loans and hardship withdrawals and, and, and early uh, abilities to transfer while you're still on the payroll and all that sort of stuff? Why not? So administratively, those things are cumbersome. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to make sure that this employee uh, qualifies for the loan or, or uh, you know, accepts the loan. Mm-hmm. You've got to take money out of their paycheck to pay back the loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, a crediting feature associated with it on the interest rate that's charged. Mm-hmm. You know, a number of different reasons, but they're cumbersome. Yeah. I mean, basically what you're asking your HR department mm-hmm. to do is to turn into a quasi-bank. Right. Right. And, you know, 
you just may be making mm-hmm. chairs here. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's what we do here. Yeah. And, and we're just making chairs. And I, I don't want anybody in my office to have to be your banker. For a hardship distribution, you may be asking your H, uh, HR uh, department to make a determination mm-hmm. on whether or not this really is a hardship. Mm-hmm. Whether you qualify. Or whether not. you qualify or not. And that may or may not put them in a sticky mm-hmm. situation and, and create stress yep. among employees. Yep. What if I, the boss, go to the HR department and say, hey, I want to have a loan out of my 401k, and it's for medical reasons. But they know that I haven't been sick and I haven't had any issues, or is it their you know, right to ask me, well, what's going on with you medically? Oh, yeah. 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 And a lot, a lot of privacy and yeah. HIPAA and everything mm-hmm. else involved in there, and then they find out you had a facelift. And- right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I needed a new hot tub. It was prescribed to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. wanted some of that Bosley hair. Yeah. So uh, some employers just don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. So some employers don't allow these yep. these things, but some do. Some do. Many, I would say, many do. Many do. Yeah. Uh, and and many of the um, the newer plans, mm-hmm. uh, they come structured that way. Yeah. And they come with uh, people who help with the administration. Because mm-hmm. so many employers, especially smaller employers, don't have a full-fledged HR department right. to help with this. So if they allow you to have these loans, then it is one option. I want to have, before we finish this and, and sign off today, I, I want to say that if you do it, it's going to have a negative impact on the investment performance of your account. Mm-hmm. There may be some tax inefficiency, and if you leave the job, you may owe the unpaid paid balance or owe some tax. That's right. All right? So uh, think twice or get some advice before you do these things, but all these things are available because life happens. And because life happens, we need to know what our options are. From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.